Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM, 760 in Hawaii. It is just Armand and me. Happy New Year to everybody out there and Happy New Year, Armand. How was your New Year? It was uneventful, I guess you could say. Happy New Year, Jihei. Also, uh, b- happy belated birthday, Jihei. Thank you. Last yeah. week, tell the people when it was. The 26th. Did yes. I get it right? Yes. Thank yes. God I got it right. Oh, my God. My <laughs> yeah. memory is not good. That is the reason why. Your memory is awesome. Don't don't front. Um, yeah, that's the reason why I was not in studio on the 26th was because of that. It was my birthday. Um, yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, for my birthday, I don't really celebrate it anymore. <laughs> Only because it's the day after Christmas. So, you know, nobody's really able to go out, but it was nice. Uh, boyfriend and I had a really nice dinner, chilled, watched sports. I didn't do anything. It's just like my New Year's, which was glorious because the next day I was not hungover. I felt great. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So I have no I have no regrets on that. I got to got to watch some amazing football. Um, even doubt on my bet. So I guess that was kind of nice. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, you have a day after Christmas birthday, LeBron. I don't know if you saw the video of him, uh, playing Madden. So, yeah. And his daughter, wasn't his daughter no, really his, mad or his, his wife? wife his yeah. wife was like, what are you doing? I think it was new year's Eve and his birthday is on the 30th. And then he was like, I'm tired. I just celebrated my birthday. I don't want to do much. I just want to chill and relax. And then he was getting, little bit of he was getting accosted for playing Madden and <laughs> so so I will uh, dude I'll totally agree with LeBron on this one first of all like the older you get the less you want to celebrate it because you're just like you know what I'm it, now here's the thing probably ooh, when he turns 40 when he turns 50 get the big 30 the big 21 or whatever fine celebrate it do your thing but like for me my birthday I'm not even gonna tell you guys how old I am but um for me that 27 birthday, sure let's just go with that I am definitely not 27 and my body doesn't feel 27 and anyway but um yeah you just the older you get the more you just don't want to you know celebrate it or you don't feel as inclined to go big or anything for your birthday so I just I'm with LeBron on that one play Madden bro and I it enjoy. was for New Year's Eve it was pouring rain so yeah. I I did not want to be a part of that I don't know if you had friends probably that went out and stuff but it must have been not a great experience considering it was literally like a rainstorm going on at midnight. Yeah, no, I can hear it um, outside of my apartment. So it was definitely downpouring. My, um, my man loves the rain for some weird reason. <laughs> I hate the rain. Um, also, cause I used to live in Maryland and I think like over 50% of the time that I lived there, it did nothing but rain. Yeah. So I just, I'm good with no more rain ever again. I know we need it and I'm th- thankful for it, but I'm good on the rain. Yeah. What did you, um, like, what was your experience for New Year's other than the fact that it was raining and you didn't do anything? Did you watch football? Did you? I, on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? New Year's Both. Eve. Um, 
I watched a little bit of football. I watched some basketball and then I literally tried to be in bed by 11 p.m. because I was so I, I, I'm I'm like you, Jihei. I don't really like to, you know, OK, to be festive is one thing, but also I don't mind being kind of abnormal and in bed by 11 p.m. It didn't work, though. I tried to knock myself out with a little uh, one of those. What, what do you call it? I don't know if we can say it on the radio. Um, like a melatonin? Not a melatonin, but it has a similar effect. Okay. <laughs> I think like, you catch my drift. Yes, I get you. And it didn't work. I mean, it did, but it didn't put me to sleep. sleep? So, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I am a night owl. <laughs> Anything that starts in AM is not really my thing. So I, uh, I I tried to go to bed, but it was really, really hard. I think I like went to bed at like 1. Yeah. Two, something like that. Yeah. yeah. In the morning. But yeah, I got to watch a lot of football. My G men are in the playoffs. There we go. First time in six years, guys. Let's go. So I wanted to talk to you about that because they are locked into the number six seed. Yes. So you guys are going to play Minnesota. In, not for sure, though. It's likely. not definite, but it is likely. Likely yeah. Minnesota. And that means, I mean, we saw what Minnesota looked like yesterday. You have to be confident <laughs> in that matchup. Yeah, you know what, though? That is a huge rivalry game. So I, I'm kind of taking that with a grain of salt. Um, and also, they might just be fired up after that game. But do you know what? You never know. That's why it's called the Not For Long League. That's why um, it's any given Sunday. So you never know. And I have so much faith in Dabo. It's insane. So I, And I haven't, said, I haven't been able to say that in over six years. So And you guys have that thing where if you go into their building and with the pressure on the Vikings and the fan base being down on their own team, if you guys go up 7 nothing, you might start to hear some boo birds start up for the Vikings and it could get ugly for them. You guys have to take the lead in that game. I love your optimism. Um, I, I think my only issue is that at, at as much as I love Thibodeau and he's stellar for us, amazing, he's he's having like the biggest MVP season of all time. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of concerned about that defensive end still. Um, uh, offense, they, they've been killing it for me. Um, that line needs to help a little bit more, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. We need to, we need to come up big. I feel like if we had a cushion of two touchdowns, I'd be happy with that. And I, I think I can work with that and be, feel a little bit more relaxed. Um, I don't see us going past, you know, this, this round, um, in the playoffs. So if they, I'm just happy they made it. To be honest with you, I'm just happy that they made it. Changing I, the culture, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, the, the other thing that I'm really excited to see, and I think you know a lot of people are, although they're not a very good football team, Brady at home, <laughs> and it looks like it's going to be Dallas, although it still could be Philly. If Yeah, it's still up for grabs. Yeah. I have to take back and apologize um, to that Philly team because I thought that they could be fine without Jalen. Yeah. And I was wrong, man. I was so wrong. Uh, they need him so bad. They so need bad. Him so bad. Uh, so Jalen, hurry up and get better, man. They they need you. Like I've never I've never been so wrong in my life uh, that they're now zero two since you've been out. So I would love for Philly to because if anybody's an NFC East fan out there, it's always ABC. It's not always be closing. It's anybody but the Cowboys. So I just don't want the Cowboys to win our division. So I just, I really, uh, uh, come on guys, let's go Philly. I I can't have them win the division. Yeah. That's how I am with the Packers. And now here you go with Green Bay getting red hot. And 
we've seen this before. The year that they, the, the one Super Bowl that Aaron has won was kind of like this. They built the momentum towards the end of the season. They snuck in as the sixth seed. And by the way, that year, they had a week 17 game against the Bears. And we had a chance. We didn't really have much to play for, but if we would have beaten them, they would have been they out. They would have been out, yeah. And we didn't. And then Aaron just kept that momentum going. And you're kind of, I don't think they can do it this time around, but man, they got all the momentum now. They have confidence. And if you're a San Francisco, if you're whoever at in that two spot, oh my God, I, I wouldn't want anything to do with them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little on the scary side. What what do you think about, man, that San Francisco-Oakland game was insane. Like, that's kind of scary. I if I was a San Francisco Niners fan, I would be a little scared. Just a little, not a lot, just a little scared. Yes and no. The reason why I say no is because everybody else right now seems so beatable that I would still be confident, although Jalen Hurts coming back would potentially shift that confidence, especially if you're on the road. But like who in the NFC really intimidates you if you're if you're the Niners? Right. I don't know the answer to that. Is it... Every, every team has shown glimpses of greatness and also glimpses of just, all right, this team can Mediocrity. be yeah, very mediocre on any given, any given week. So I, I, I hear you. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, their best win of the year, but I love the fact that they had the resilience to pull it off after Devontae Adams makes that spectacular catch. Right. And you're thinking, oh my God, everything that is kind of can go wrong is going wrong for the Niners. And they still find a way to win that game. Um, the other thing that I saw in that game is that the the building seemed to be packed with with Niners fans traveling. So kudos to them. If they do have to go to, let's say, Philadelphia in the NFC title game, I they'll wonder, travel. Yeah, they will. I mean, they're not going to dominate the whole entire yeah. um, arena, but they they they'll travel very well. I mean. Obviously, Brandon is is a huge Niners fan, but um, I have tons of uh, friends that are from the Niner gang or whatever. So they they love they love the Niners, and they will they will go to Philly for yeah. for that. So I don't know. Yeah, to, but to answer your question, I don't know who I don't see anybody else in this conference that's really scary, right? I mean, it who, was who Philly, but I yeah. mean now it's like you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And then you had. AJ Brown in the post game kind of it was honesty. I don't know if you heard it, G. Hay, but he kind of threw his quarterback Gardner Minshew a little bit under the bus, um, basically saying that he didn't look his way on a certain route that could have led to him scoring potentially. I, it's hard when you're thirteen and one and everything is rolling, and all of a sudden now you're zero and two, and you just have to find that winning formula again and i i still think the eagles will win the nfc i really do but it, it's made me second guess them a little bit just because you know you want to hit the playoffs and be in stride and now they're at best going to be one and two in their last three games whereas again i hate to keep bringing them up but you got green bay who was sitting at what four and eight and now they're eight and eight and potentially if you know they play the lions in week 18 and that's uh, both of them have a must-win game, so that's a right. semi-playoff game to get in. And making yeah. so then you're already in that playoff mode, playoff mindset. You know, a week or two before. I like when teams have that because then when you get there, there's no jitters, there's no nerves. There probably still is. There's still nerves. There's always going to be nerves, but I I don't think that it's going to be like it's it's not going to be as overwhelming. I think. Yeah. I mean, Eagles play play us. 
um, at home. And you guys have nothing to play for. We don't, but I mean, you play for pride if you, if you're going to beat, you know, uh, an interdivision game, but this is a must win for them to clinch the division. Like they don't win this. They don't win the the conference. Yep. Right. Or the NFC East. So I, I fully expect them to win. I would hope that that you guys, I mean, we're we're already in the playoffs. Yeah. Probably no Daniel Jones, that game and probably playing a lot of backups because you guys are sixth and there's no way up or down. So I'm assuming, yeah, you guys just kind of coast into that wildcard game and, yeah, I, I was I was half concerned because Dabo um, in his post game, uh, his post game interview said that he's going to enjoy this one and smoke a cigar and go home. Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, wait, so no prep? Like, what, what's going on, man? Like, I you deserve to celebrate. That's great, but you know, you still have the rest of the the year. Yeah. Uh, to um, to need to prep, so I'm I'm kind of concerned on that end. But yeah, I, I hope that they come out and play because it would be great to beat them. But at the same time, I really want Philly to win the freaking division. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm very very torn. Um, but yeah, you would you would think that we would rest everybody, right? Because yeah. there's nothing to play for. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at Bleeding Green Nation, and it says the like Eagles Giants opening line points to New York resting starters in Week 18. So yeah. it's look it's looking like that. Oh my God. What it says? Wow! It says Giants open as a thirteen and a half point road underdog. Yeah, it's understandable. That's a lot of points, though, man. Like that's a lot. Even well, even with no starters, like you guys are probably going to treat it like a preseason game. So probably. And yeah. the Eagles, like you said, they they have a lot to play for because there's a huge difference between one and potentially five. So you know what's sad though is that back in the day. Like even in the Eli Manning days, they wouldn't have like th- this Giants team would be like, we don't care. We're not letting them win versus yeah. now it's like, well, we have nothing to play for. So why not just rest everybody? Yeah. I kind of miss that attitude of like, well, we don't care. We still want them to lose. There are, you know, they're in our division. Like we, you know, like where's that fire? Where's that? Where's that heat? And they purposely set up that last week for divisional games like this. So it's it's kind of hard to to want to rest players. But I'm just of the mindset that let's say you have a Jalen Hurts and there's nothing to play for, which is not the case. with it, You can use Daniel Jones as the example. If Daniel Jones gets a concussion, if he if he hurts his shoulder, if something happens, God forbid. Yeah, we're, then, we're screwed for the for the playoffs. And it's on the head coach. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, why? Why did you do something so silly and foolish? Now, the one uh, time I would agree with you completely is if you have a first round bye. Because if you have a first round bye, then you're going to be off for two weeks. Then you, all of a sudden you're factoring in rust. Yeah, and he's going to come out cold. Yeah. yeah. Then I would say play them at least for a half. But it was a similar story with uh, the Jaguars and the Titans yesterday. Both of those teams, it was such a strange scenario where you have week 17, basically. They have games, but then they're going to play each other in week 18. And so the week 17 games technically don't mean much because no matter what happens, the winner of week 18 is going to make the playoffs. So both of those teams kind of had the same situation where it's like, what do we do? This game technically, you know, means not much. And then the next week is a playoff game, basically, which, by the way, it's going to be on Saturday. Uh, They scheduled those two games on Saturday. I can't wait for that. Chiefs, Raiders, and then you got Titans Jaguars at five Pacific on Saturday, which is basically winner wins the AFC South. So 
That'll be that'll fun. be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good game to watch for and, sure because something's actually on the line. That's the only reason why week eighteen or week seventeen last year was so great is when you have something to really truly play for. And we'll have Fernando in segment two, but it looks like the Chargers should play the winner of that game. And I would not want to deal with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, and we saw what happened earlier this season. They dealt with the the Jaguars and they lost by I think thirty points. So I would, be, if I'm the Chargers, I'm rooting for Tennessee. No, no doubt about it. And that's not to slight Tennessee because they've been there, they've done that. They have, you know, a great coach Mike Vrabel that can get them riled up and ready for a playoff game. But if I'm the Chargers, I, I would want to go to Tennessee. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more um, with Fernando uh, in the next segment, but how about them Chargers, man? Yeah. How about them Chargers? They're finally in the playoffs. They're fi- like, do you think this is enough for them to keep their coach? Yeah, potentially, potentially. I, I know that we've been really hard on him, um, not just us, but a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the last four weeks, the Dolphins game, you think that, okay, the Dolphins are going to come in and potentially send a message to the NFL, Chargers handle business. The next week against the aforementioned Tennessee Titans, trap game, Chargers yeah. hold on. The next week, Monday night, everybody's saying, all right, Indy with the spread, Chargers trap game. They win 20 to three. And then this one, you got Baker and the Rams coming off a 51 to 14 win. And you're thinking, okay, this might be a little bit of a toss-up. Battle of LA, 31 to 10. They've been handling their business. They've been avoiding the trap games. And I I mean, we'll see what... All this is so reactionary because, I don't know, did you see what Ron Rivera, the the commander's coach, said yesterday when he didn't realize that they would be eliminated? (laughs) No. So basically what happened is the commanders lose the game to the Browns, which you can't do, first of all. You're in a playoff race. You can't lose to the Browns at home. And then after the game, a reporter asks Ron Rivera, are you planning to play your third string quarterback next week if the Packers eliminate you today? And then his response was, we can be eliminated today. And it was like shocking that a head coach of a football team didn't know that. But how does that relate to the Chargers? Well, I mean, Rivera was already on the hot seat, but then that makes you look even worse and kind of maybe pushes you even more out the door. And if Staley has a moment like that, which I don't, you know, I don't know what I think he's too young to have a moment like that, I would hope. Some some sort of um, equivalent where it's like, oh, my God, you cost us the game down the stretch or something in a playoff game. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe the coach did this. If something like that happens, then I think his job is definitely still on the line. But if, you know, if they lose a hard fought round one game, actually, though, if they lose to the AFC South winner, I, I don't know about you know, keeping him around because you should win that game. They're going to be nine and eight, eight, eight and nine, nine and eight. Right. You're you're going to probably be the favorite. You should have the advantage, even if you're on the road. You know what though, Chargers, and I know Chargers fans are, are have always had this mindset. Um, Chargers are going to charge like they they yeah. they're going to biff it event. You know what I mean? Like they're going to biff it eventually, kind of thing. So I don't know. I want I want to root for them so much because they're like your lovable band of losers. I'm not calling the Chargers losers, but that's like the best comparison I can make it to is that they're so lovable that you really want to root for the Chargers. But they're like they always seem to biff it in the end, yeah. right? So like them making the playoffs this year, outstanding, wonderful. 
you know, good for Staley, but I still think he's on the hot seat. I think I they got to win a game. Absolutely. I think that they have to make it past be, because of what he did last season. And I, I mean that, that to me, if I was a fan, that would haunt me forever Yeah, because you had the ability to, to, to make the playoffs last year. And then you biff it with the same guy that you have, the same squad that you have right now. And you, you just, I, I don't know. You kind of like poop the bed, right? Yeah. Like, so I still think he's his head's on the chopping block. I still think you know I wouldn't blame you know the the Chargers organization for giving giving him the boot even after he made the playoffs for them. If they win a game and then they go to a Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and then they lose a hard fought game, I think he's safe. But even then, you have to look at it and say, all right, what's what's the upside of the team next season? Especially right. when you have a Hall of Fame coach waiting. For it sounds wings, like yeah. exactly this opportunity to coach Justin Herbert. So I, I just we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see that team because they have so much at stake this postseason. Yeah, no, I, I again they are a team that just you want to root for. You want them to win. You like I I don't know. They're just again lovable band of losers, right? Like that you just always want to. Um, want to see do well okay well let's leave it there for now when we come back we'll be joined by mr fernando when we return on the mightier 1090 espn radio in southern california 98.5 the fan in las vegas and the hawaii sports radio network we'll be right back with the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, guys, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Vegas, or Hawaii, please call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Also, you can email us at Show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I hit the I hit the wrong button. It's totally my fault. Um, not not a wah wah. Um, let's go to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline. The Sporting Tribune is your go to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. With that, here he is, good friend of the show, Mister Fernando Hernandez. How are you, by the way? How was your Happy New Year? Happy New Year to you as well. I mean, if you guys didn't want me on the show, you didn't have to want me. You guys could have just told me about that, but uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I hope you guys had a great uh, New Year as well. 
Yeah, no, you know what? Both of us had an uneventful new year. I, um, I used to work or I work in the bar industry as well. So I did not want anything to do with New Year's. I like stayed home, watched the Georgia game, chilled, did not like well, ate pizza. It was great. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause I mean, I live in San Diego. So at a, right around 10 30, 11, I was telling my brother, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I have to be at the stadium tomorrow by like 10 a.m., 11, or 10, 10 a.m., 10.30. I'm like, I'm starting to fall asleep. And as soon as like, oh, hey, Happy New Year, hug, 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 all right, bye, peace out. I'm going to bed. I'm like, got to be up early tomorrow and uh, and hit the game early. So, yeah, it was uh, a very uneventful uh, New Year's. But, hey, we made it to 2023. Time to uh, to kick butt and, and, uh, and make it a, a great year. That's right, Fernando. And you, uh, we kind of mentioned it, but I, I wanted to first get your thoughts on the incredible college football games that happened on Saturday. Uh, what What were your overall thoughts? Did you expect a close game between Georgia, Ohio State? Did you expect TCU to even have a chance against Michigan? What were your thoughts there? Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I commend Ohio State for fighting so hard because they they look good at certain points, but I feel like they turned they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit and and that's kind of when Georgia was allowed to come back into it I mean you have to keep on you have to you have to keep you have to be able to finish these teams off because Georgia's not going to go quietly into the night but Georgia really fought back I think I think uh I, so I was watching the Pat McAfee version I was not watching the, uh, Dude, the so was version. I it's it's so it, good it's it, it's too much fun and like that that's way more fun to watch it but it because they were on the field I wanted to hear the noise the crowd noise was so loud at one point that you could, they were drowning out Pat McAfee and, and the guys. And that's what I think brought Georgia back into that game. So I know people say, Oh, uh, I don't think crowd energy helped. No, it really does help. That's that's how some teams come back in it. And uh, Kirby smart is just a great head coach. He was able to bring these guys back and, and uh, Stenson obviously uh, had a good uh, back end of the game. So I wasn't surprised that Georgia won. Now the T- I thought it was going to be Michigan versus uh, Georgia in the final. TCU, man, they really brought it. They have some weapons on that team. They have a lot of really good players. That back and forth, both games were fantastic. I, I don't think I don't know when the last time we had two games like that that were all back and forth. And uh, here you score one, I score one, but both games were fantastic. Now all eyes go on Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL. Or are you going to stay in college football? Do you feel like you can make it, uh, you can get over that hump? I don't know if he can, but I know the NFL is uh, going to come a call in, and I think he's, he might answer the call. This uh, this might be the offseason that he answers the call. Wow, there we go. That would be really, really exciting to see. I wanted to ask you about the national championship game. Georgia's a 13-point favorite. Is there any hope for TCU to maybe do it again and stun the world? You're going to have to, you're going to have to, first off, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can do this in in a, in a week, but you're going to have to throw different things out at Georgia. You already showed a lot of this, and that's the problem with some of these teams that are uh, are not undermanned, but when you're at TCU, you, th- you threw the kitchen sink basically at Michigan, and you kind of stunned them. Well, now Georgia's going to see everything that you threw. Can you change your offense and try and do different things to throw Georgia off this week? That's going to be the interesting part about TCU, and if they can, kudos to them, but... That's basically what you want to do. You want to change it up. You want to do different things and not show the exact same things. But I just think it's going to be tough, man. I think Georgia's – they're not the same Georgia team as last year. They don't have Jordan Davis plugging up the middle. They don't have the kind of playmakers that they had um, 
on defense and on offense, but I still think Georgia's going to get it done. Uh, but TCU, if you have any hope of doing this, it's going to it's going to rely on your offense. Can you switch it? Can you give uh, the opposing team different looks? Can you use your speed to your advantage? That's going to be uh, that's going to be the big question mark heading into the into the game. All right, Fernando, I wanted to ask you now about the Chargers. Four game win streak, ten and six, currently in fifth. I have a couple of layers to this question. First of all, yeah. how important is it for them to maintain fifth instead of falling maybe to sixth? And then if you fall to sixth, you play a Cincinnati, maybe a Buffalo. It would be pro- it would be a tougher game, uh, most likely. And then the second part of the question is, if you do stay in fifth, is it Jacksonville or is it Tennessee that you that you prefer to see? Well, I'm sure they'd rather play Tennessee just because Ryan Tannehill is basically done for the season. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of layers to that. Uh, the, look, the 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 Jack, I mean, the Chargers are are one of the hotter teams in the NFL, but so is Jacksonville. Jacksonville's playing really good football right now, and I mean, it'd be uh, they're going to face another. Uh, they're going to face a dangerous team now. That Week Three matchup that the Chargers played uh, against Jacksonville, everybody needs to throw that away because everybody's like, "Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars blew them out." Yeah, but there was no Keenan Allen in that game. Justin Herbert had just had his uh, his rib cage rearranged a couple of days before against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that game is nothing compared to what this Chargers team is now. So Jacksonville would face a whole different team. Uh, so it'd be it'd be a good game. But obviously, if you're the Chargers, I I mean, right now the way they're riding, I don't think they care who they play. Uh, I feel like they feel like they're dangerous right now, and and they could beat anybody. Um, now you asked me that first part. I don't know if you care about who you play, to be honest. I mean, if like say that tonight, if Cincinnati loses to Buffalo, then you're going to look at Cincinnati and be like, hmm, maybe they are beatable. Or maybe if it's Buffalo that falls to that third spot and Buffalo loses to Cincinnati, you're going to look at Buffalo and be like, hmm, maybe they are beatable. Like maybe we get, like the Chargers could think to themselves, maybe we can go into Buffalo and beat, uh, and beat um, Josh Allen and beat that offense, especially because Von Miller's not there. So Buffalo doesn't have much of a pass rush. Uh, the way they did. So that's going to be the interesting aspect of it. But the Chargers need to first beat Denver to stay in that fifth seed. And I don't know if they're going to beat Denver. And, and you're, you're, I know people are going to be puzzled. Why wouldn't they beat Denver? I think the Chargers need to go into the next game. And I think Justin Herbert plays the first quarter. Then I sit him. I mean, if he goes right down the field, and, and this is me, but I, I'm crazy. So I'm, I'm, I think differently <laughs> than people. But if I'm the Chargers and I go down the field and I score a touchdown on my first drive, that's it, dude. You guys are done. We don't need any. We don't need to see anything more from you. You guys are good to go. Now let's get the backup players in there. Let them let them play. But if I'm the Charger, heck, don't even risk it. Sit them the whole game. Don't let them play at all. I mean, I know that they're in a rhythm, but I just uh, I wouldn't risk any of my players heading into the playoffs. I'm, I might sit, especially the way Denver plays. They're so aggressive. They uh, they fly to the ball and and they're and you're in Denver. I I, I don't know if I'd risk any of my players. I might just sit everybody. Uh, uh, next weekend. Now, do you still have that mindset if Tennessee, because Tennessee and Jacksonville play on Saturday, so you would know who the opponent would be. Um, would you still have that mindset if Tennessee somehow upsets Jacksonville and then if you win, then you play the Titans for sure? Yeah, no, no, yeah. My, the mindset of sitting the players? Yes. Yeah, no, regardless of who you're playing, the thing is, man, Denver's dangerous. And I mean, I know people are like, wait, Denver is only won like three games. But they're still dangerous, and it's a divisional game. They're going to play the Chargers tough. They're going to try. They're going to throw everything at the Chargers. So 
if I'm the Chargers, I'm not trying to get into a slugfest with a meaningless in a meaningless game uh, against a divisional rival. Instead, I'll sit my guys and I'll, I'll get ready for the playoffs and whoever I have to play, I have to play. But at least you're uh, in a sense rested going into that game. You don't want to risk uh, an oops. Uh, Justin Herbert got hit, or last night he got hit uh, right before the end of the third quarter. He got up and everything, but he struggled to get up. And I'm like, okay, I wouldn't want to see that next weekend in Denver. So if I'm the Chargers, I, I I would I would really consider sitting Justin Herbert and not letting him play, uh, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams also. I wouldn't let them play either. So uh, that's just my opinion, though. I just I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't risk it. Uh, Fernando, I want to go back to college uh, football for like two seconds. Um, Harbaugh, I'm not the hugest Harbaugh fan, and I know that's probably going to shock <laughs> the world, um, but he is one and six in bowl games at Michigan. Do you really think the NFL is going to come running one and six, man? And I believe didn't he just get a contract extension with with Michigan? Yeah, he he got it last off season. Yeah. So do you, um, do you so you really still think the NFL is going to come running and be like, hey, he, let's give you another chance? I think he hasn't finished business with the NFL as well. Remember, he he didn't leave on his own terms. Right. He got uh, kicked out of San Francisco. You you have to remember these guys have such big egos that he's going to remember that and he's going to be like, you know what? Why don't I go to Indianapolis? Indianapolis, and, and let, let's just say Indianapolis, he played there. He uh, he was loved there. Now, Indianapolis has a very good defense. And I know people will be like, oh, well, they, they were trash this year. Yeah, but they have a really good defense. They have, uh, they just need some pieces there. <laughs> they kind of remind me of San Francisco, to be honest, um, from a couple of years ago when he took over the 49ers. They have, they have some weapons on defense. You just have to add a couple of more. And remember, uh, uh, Shaquille Leonard didn't play this year. Uh, so he's, he's a guy, he's a, their middle linebacker. He's going to come back and they're going to be even better next year. So you get, you get, you get, you have the dynamic of their defense. Their offense needs some playmakers. You can add that in the draft and free agency. You get rid of Matt Ryan and you bring in a different quarterback. And I feel like they could really make a run at it, especially with Jim Harbaugh as a, as their head coach. I, I really do think Indy is uh, is the best spot for him. That would be really exciting to see as well. I the the bottom of the AFC with with the race to the seven seed. I was curious to get your thoughts on that, Fernando. You have the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers all at eight and eight. All have kind of had their you know some moments, I guess, this season, but none are too overwhelmingly powerful anymore, especially after yeah, what's happened no. to Miami. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. there, and who do you think ends up getting in? Man, it was so funny to see uh, last night Kenny Pickett uh, scores that touchdown. He <laughs> walks over, Mike Tomlin goes, Kenny MMF uh, Pickett, <laughs> and you just start laughing, and you're like, wow, Mike Tomlin's fired up. I wouldn't put it past the Steelers. Steelers are playing the Ravens. I think they're playing the No, 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 the they're Browns. not playing the Ravens. Uh, the Browns. At home. They could, I mean... And look, and this is the and this is going to be this is going to be the big issue. It, it all happens tonight. If Buffalo loses tonight, they're going to have to win that game next week against the Patriots. They're going to go full on on the Patriots, and I think that's going to mess the Patriots up because I think Buffalo would beat them. So I may give it to the I may give it to the Steelers because the Jets have to play the um, Dolphins. The Jets are playing the Dolphins. I think that's going to be a tough game, especially if Tua's not the quarterback. So I think the Steelers. I think uh, what's name I make some magic happen, Mike Tomlin, and he might get into the playoffs again. Uh, and I know the Steelers just aren't that good, 
but they're still a dangerous team to where they could take it to a Kansas City, play them hard, and exhaust Kansas City or exhaust uh, Buffalo or exhaust Cincinnati. So I'm going to give it to this. I think the Steelers, and everybody's going to pick the Patriots or the Dolphins. I'm going to go upset. I'm going to go Steelers. I think the Steelers get that last, uh, that last, um, that last seed, and and uh, and they'll play a team very hard, and and they'll probably exhaust the team uh, in the first round. Yeah, I I completely agree, Fernando. And I wanted to shift now to the NFC side of things. I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan, and unfortunately, Bear down. <laughs> there we go. The race to the seventh seed in the NFC, uh, Green Bay has been red hot, and they look like, I mean, from my perspective, they look like they're going to take it. But you have Seattle, the Lions, and the Packers, and then the Lions and the Packers will meet up in Week 18. What are your thoughts on that? And also, uh, second part of the question, if the Packers do sneak in, do you think that they are legit, and could they take out uh, number two seed in round one? Uh, I think right now the number two seed is the San Francisco 49ers, so uh, I would go with that womp, womp, womp <laughs> that you guys pressed for me. Um, so I, I, I don't think they could take out San Francisco. San Francisco is so good, and yesterday they showed you a little bit of vulner- vulnerability, and they still were able to come back against the Raiders and beat them. So I think the 49ers are way too high. Like if the Chargers are hot, these guys are red hot. Uh, so I, I really do think that uh, the 49ers have a good thing going. I don't think they can upset the 49ers. But I do think the Packers will take it just because Aaron Rodgers is in a, on a mission. And, hey, as long as he gets himself in the playoffs, people won't be like, oh, look, he had a bust season or he had a terrible season. And uh, look at what they climbed out of. I think they were 4-8 and eight or something like that. Now they're uh, one game away from being, I think, 9-8 and eight or 10-7, or, or and seven, something like that. So um, kudos to them for bringing it back. But I really do think it is going to be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers that win that game on uh, on Sunday. And then what about Jihei's uh, Giants? There, It looks like they're gearing up for a Vikings-Giants first-round matchup. <laughs> the Vikings, Ooh. I mean, we, we've seen them collapse multiple times this season in, in epic fashion, yesterday being one of them. What do you think about that potential game in Minnesota? What would happen there, in your opinion? Man, Brian Dable deserves a lot of credit. I mean... Dan, Daniel uh, Daniel Jones, I know they call him Danny Dimes. They used to look at him as Danny Pennies, and look at him now. He's he's really flinging the ball well. They're playing good football. And I, you know, it's funny. I saw a report yesterday, and I was on my way to the stadium, and I said, oh, the, the Giants want to bring back Danny Dimes and uh, Saquon Barkley. And I started laughing. I'm like, I wouldn't want to bring back Daniel Jones. The dude sucks. Then I get to the stadium, and I'm like, oh, wait. Like, they're up 31-3 to on the Colts. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong. So Brian Dable's done wonders, and that team's hurt, and they have some players like um, Kenny Galladay who just don't, uh, who are getting paid a lot of money but aren't producing. But they're impressive. I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to go against the the Giants if I was uh, their defense playing well as well. I I wouldn't want to face them. So the Vikings could be in for a first round upset, especially because right now the Giants are are one of the hotter teams in the NFL, and they're playing well right now. So. If I was them, I wouldn't. And then you're going to be in a dome. It's not like you're going to be outside. So there's no real advantage to the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be uh, uh, an advantage for both teams that they're going to be indoors. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants upsetted um, Minnesota. It just seems like it's one of those things where there could be multiple upsets in uh, in both conferences, to be honest. 
Well, speaking of those multiple conferences, and by the way, that wah-wah at the very beginning of this segment was a total accident, so I greatly apologize about the wah <laughs> I know, the first time that I uh, that I talked to you in, in probably months and I hit the wah-wah button, so, so sorry no, about you're good. that. you're good. Don't worry about it. Hey, so, I, I can take it. I'm, I'm strong. Yeah, no, no I, lo- I love it. I love it. Um yeah, I, I wanted to talk about who who you think would actually out of that NFC East because right now um, I want to transition over to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Right now, they're fighting for the number one um, to take the NFC East uh, first place spot. Eagles play us, and I think that uh, Eagles play the Giants, and I think that Giants are gonna you know rest everybody. And I agree with you, by the way. I love Dabble. He could, that man can do no wrong right now, and I think that he can take any quarterback and make him look great. And I think, oh, yeah. that, and by the way, I was not the one that came up with that Daniel Dimes uh, nickname. I think it should be taken away. I think it should have never, ever existed. I'm not a huge fan of Danny Dimes, even though like in the very beginning, I, yeah, in the very beginning, I was like, okay, well, let's see what he can do because he's part of the Manning tree. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. <laughs> we should definitely be paying <laughs> Saquon, but we should not be paying Daniel Jones. Um, I think is it's in Philly? Yes, it is in Philly. You know what? And and this is what I'm. This is what I've been nervous about, guys. Is that Jalen Hurts may not be ready, and I think because of the two game losing streak, I think he's going to force himself to play, and I think he could force himself into a bigger injury. If I'm Nick Sirianni, I sit him down. and I tell him, dude, we we can win this game without you, especially if they sit their guys. I would throw Garner Minshew in one more time. Let him try and beat the Giants, especially if the Giants are going to sit guys. Um, you could win the division like that. So I, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I really do what's best for my quarterback not what's best for the team because, to be honest, you're going to need Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. So if I'm them, I would try and sit uh, Jalen Hurts one more game because then you have a bye week going into um, you have a bye week going into the playoffs. So you, that's another week that he can rest. So if, if I'm the if I'm the um, the Eagles, you're at home. I think you should have momentum on your side. I think you should start Gardner Minshew and uh, and try and win the game that way. Win it with your defense especially if the Giants help you by resting their guys. Um, and I think the Cowboys are playing the Commanders at, yes, they are. at Washington. Yes. Uh, well, Maryland, okay. but yes. Maryland, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, and Washington's going to play aggressively. I mean, they're eliminated, but I'm sure they're going to play aggressively. So um, I, I'll say the Eagles take it, but off of the hairs of their chinny-chin-chin because chin, uh, they've made it into a race these last two weeks, which it shouldn't have been, but. Uh, but I I do what's best for my quarterback, and I would say Jalen Hurts if I'm the uh, the Eagles. Yeah, I th- I think we're all in agreement on on re- giving Jalen Hurts as much time and energy and rest um, as humanly possible, right? Um, I wouldn't want to. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. I wouldn't want to play. I wouldn't want to play him even even though like the the heart might be willing, but the or the brain and the yeah, heart but, might be willing, have, but the like body. Said, is, you have two. You have two more weeks of him being able to rest and get ready for whoever they have to play in that next round. So give him two more weeks. Let him rest. Let him. Let him get back to being himself and uh, and try and the Gardner Minshew is capable of beating the Giants. He should yeah. be able to. Well, <laughs> woulda, coulda, shoulda, so you never, ever know. Yeah, well, yeah. well, Fernando, thank you so much for your time. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do this again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi Show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.